you know, a lot of things happen in the world of radio, exciting things, sometimes upsetting things. And of course, there's always that line from the TV show WKRP in Cincinnati, town to town, up and down the dial. Maybe you, you and I were never meant to be. Maybe you'll think of me once in a while. When we originally scheduled today's podcast episode guest, she was the WGCO Hot 98.3 Program Director and Afternoon Drive Talent in Savannah, Georgia, but that all changed and she became a free agent. And so we are going to take a closer look at attitude. We're going to see uh, what we can learn from our guest today because she has been positive from the get-go. And look, when this happened, uh, uh, she was incredible. Her attitude, her resilience, her confidence, and she's got a new gig now too, which might just go to show us all the benefits of staying positive, knowing who you are and what your value is and the value of continuing to move forward. That's coming up. Welcome to the Radio Rally. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing stories of an amazing radio pro and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. Today's event will be a podcast episode uh, on our podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast, and it will be available within about an hour of the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. My name is Lloyd Ford. I am a branding advisor and consultant that works with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. That might sound like a whole bunch of stuff. Here's what it really is. Our clients know that we approach things in a totally different way from other consultants from the past. We review the value of your actual brand. We ask you where your money comes from and where you want more of your money to come from. We also help our clients with everything from weekly music recommendations, station strategy revamps. We can provide your daily music logs and amazing voice trackers if you need them. But our main purpose is to unplug your revenue dam and help you grow your actual value. We do this with purposeful branding. Uh, we also help clients brand build because we feel like the value of branding is the only thing that's going to matter in radio's future. This is certainly very important when it comes to building actual value. And that's what most radio owners are about. Has something been getting in the way of your ratings and your revenue? We'd love to serve your team. Reach out anytime for free and totally confidential consultation, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We have great guests and insight every single week to help you grow, learn, and meet challenges of your career in radio in the 21st century. Please do share our podcast, The Encouragers, The Radio Rally Podcast. Make sure your friends in radio know that they can get our entire archive, as well as our fresh episodes that come each Monday just by subscribing on Apple, Audible, or Spotify. Today, we're visiting with Stacy Scott, former WGCO Hot 98.3 Program Director, Afternoon Drive Talent in Savannah, Georgia, and player to be named by her and her new gig soon. No, she's not going to give it away just yet, but you'll have to stick around and hear what that's about.
Of course, you can subscribe uh, to our podcast. We schedule our guests in advance so you can actually see our upcoming guest calendar. Uh, it's scheduled all the way into December right now. You can get details on our free blog section at rainmakerpathway.com. We also have encouragement for you for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series. And we don't leave sellers out either. Uh, we have even more encouragement for them for local radio sellers with our encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources for anyone in radio today. Rainmakerpathway.com, that's where to get it. We don't lock away anything on our site the way some consultants do. That's because we're here to share how you can be encouraged and get ahead in local radio today. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. The purpose of this podcast, very simple. We are here to encourage radio pros at all levels, not just clients. Quickly, let me share with you a couple of ways we're doing that on the sales side. We have two critical sales-focused podcast episodes in September designed to help local radio boost revenue and boost your income. Uh, you can share these with your friends in sales, uh, and uh, of course, they'll make you look like a superhero. First, on September 14th, not very far away, NASCAR stations, sports stations, pay attention the NASCAR race to radio revenues in 2023 is coming. Bob Quick with Motor Racing Network, Alec Drake with Drake Media Group in Dallas, and Ed Knight with WECO Radio will join us. We're going to talk about how to get it done with NASCAR and radio and how you can get more revenue from your NASCAR association. Then on September 29th, you can join us along with Alec Drake from Dallas at Drake Media Group, at Jim Ferris, who's with Odyssey in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Carlene Swinson from Cumulus Media in Dallas as we take on selling on Main Street. If you don't know about this, it's our quarterly sales podcast event focused on helping you boost your quarterly revenue. These are practical matters. We're going to show you how it's done. Both of these coming upcoming episodes will be available on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, and Spotify. Stacy, I have so looked forward to this date because of your positive killer attitude. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? I am Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, every time I talk to you, you're fantastic. And it's not just <laughs> words. You can hear the smile on your face and tell there's something special about you. I'm going to pick right up on your story at the University of Toledo, because isn't that where all stories begin? What were you <laughs> studying and what was the plan at the University of Toledo? Uh, the University of Toledo, I was planning to be a teacher, uh, pre-kindergarten <laughs> through third grade education. I know you're both, you and I are both laughing at this. Wait, because... wait, what went wrong? <laughs> if I told you how I got into this business, which I will, because why can't I not share that with you? Uh, you know, I, I started serving tables at a well-known restaurant. Um, yes. they, they did a bike night every Wednesday night. The person who got me into radio did remote there, said I should get into radio, and the rest is history. So whoa, 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 that's whoa, what whoa, happened. Well, now yep. see, my information says it looks like January 2004 was the beginning of your radio career with Cumulus Media in Youngstown, Ohio, right? Hot 101. Uh, that was but, 
But that was uh, my first like real job, but that's not where it started. It tell started. Us about, tell us about this person who found sure. you. Uh, this person uh, is a very Brian Donovan. Um, some people may know him as Munchie. Uh, was working up at Kiss FM in Toledo, going as Kramer on the air at the time, and brought me in and taught me the business. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Like I ended up learning the ins and outs of radio, the business side of things, the promotional side of things with street teaming, um, and then that's kind of where the rest came into play. You sound like an extrovert. Are you? I think I am a little bit. Yeah. Just okay. a little bit. <laughs> it makes sense. I'm married an introvert. So it would okay. Be so, so look, by the way, did you have a plan right out of the shoot when you got all this knowledge? In other words, did you want to program from the beginning? Was it on air? No. Work? What, what were you after? I was after at the time, like back when I started radio, which was what, 2003, 2004. I mean, man, we're going on 20 years. So it's been a while. We were still using carts. Uh, automation wasn't uh, a big thing yet. You know, yeah. I was in it for the sheer purpose that like not many people did it. You know, I came from a household where my dad was a police chief. My mom was a nurse and a real estate agent. I lived in a town where nobody there was ever on the radio. And anybody who did the radio was this superstar celebrity in my mind right so that's what right. i wanted to be so that's why i originally got into radio and then i fell in love with radio and then that's a different story wow so you when you ran across this and you started getting indoctrinated into what it is that you do <laughs> yes. you thought oh my god i i might be a star honestly kind of like i'm like yeah. oh my gosh i might be famous and for a while you know when you do morning shows and when i did morning shows like at z95.5 i was i couldn't go to walmart without being recognized or i couldn't go to you know a red robin and sit down and get some fries without somebody coming up and wanting to take a picture it was a different time back then though you know whoa, 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 whoa. i'm gonna say this too the longer we do this kind of thing we sort of forget what it's like to not be one of these people yeah yeah you do and it you know and that's a lot of where i think people lose the passion and the heart for the business because you forget you know yes. and that's something that you have to kind of remind yourself especially in this business to be humble and remember those kind of things because if you don't you won't be successful well there's there's other things too you know as we roll into more modern era you call it whatever you want people sure. always like to say well you know radio's not as cool as it once was you know it's not it's not as cool because now they've podcast and all this other kind of stuff you just go look up the number of podcasts and you could find the uh -huh. truth the truth rapidly okay can i can i just butt in here really quick because Please. i'm going to say this I've done local radio a lot of my career. I've been in big markets, but I've done local radio. I have never in my life had more fun in the past four years than I have in radio than I did these past four years. From that lip sync video to yep. with with the police officers and, and putting my, my afternoon guy and branding the station right up front to really inventing TikTok and what it is TikTok and radio have to do with this industry. We are now inventing that. That is now in our in our path. Like we are constructing that road to take down for the industry. And I think now it and more than ever, we are back to a time where it is fun again. You Stacey, know, like this 
I'm going to say this to you. I think that I can draft you into my tribe immediately. As a matter of fact, you <laughs> might be there ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> I always say on this podcast, I say it with clients. I, you know, they always say that if you just say it the way you feel it, it the story never changes. And that's mm -hmm. what you get with me. Here's what I say. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. And sometimes people go, what does that mean? And I go, it means that we have a radio station, we can jump off into any creative lane that we want to because we know how to do it. Mm -hmm. That is exactly right. I mean, you have to, you have to know. And if you don't, you still have to know. It's, uh, right. I couldn't agree more with you. Like you have to know. I mean, I knew exactly what I was doing. I saw the vision when, when that whole lip sync with the police officers video yes it helped that at the time i was married to a cop totally helped in my favor all right the all right let's let's stop right there for a minute i want you mm -hmm. to tell us about how that happened sure and what the result were for for people who don't know okay um well my husband's a cop we were sitting there watching TikTok. It was kind of the breaking of TikTok, right? Yeah. So, uh, and the lip sync battle for the police officers started coming up and it started becoming a big deal. And at this point in time, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was about a year after our launch of our radio station. And um, I saw immediate branding. I saw immediate. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm friends with the Savannah Bananas, the people that I needed to be for this. So I got with them within 24 hours. We had that video tape recorded. We had the song picked, which was my idea. That was my my pick. And we had it all done, recorded, edited, and up. It was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, the payoff was millions and millions of views to that and that radio station branding by putting, you know, that idea and that spin with something. And that's what, that's radio. That's, that's so radio. So you would say you're limited by your ideas. I 100%. You are yeah. only limited by your own ideas and honestly, your own reservations, you know? Yeah. I think that people in this business, and I will say this very lightly because, you know, it just kind of depends on the person, but, you know, you ask for forgiveness, not permission. You know, oh, people have kind of, you've people forgotten it. They have, you know, yes. we used to put, cell phones into you know have listeners literally put cell phones into their dryer until the cell phone dies and you know the winner gets to go to a concert you yeah. know we used to have tattoo i can't tell you how many kiss globes have my name on it tattooed on somebody's butt just to sit in a front row seat of a ticket you know but we had lines out the door to make that happen and because do you feel like largely now there's a lot of invisibility for radio yes but I think that's not everybody's fault. I think it, and I think for a lot of these jocks, you know, I think that they're limited to certain things that they can do per the company they work for. That's but right. then, but with that being said, you are your, your biggest advocate. If that's not you sitting behind a desk, not even programming the music that you're putting onto your radio station and having to put blogs up to interact with your local people and you're not feeling that that's acceptable to you, then you need to be your biggest advocate and find something else that is because ding, those ding, opportunities ding. are out there. I was able to pick the path I wanted to take. I nah, was able let, to... Uh, uh, let's not get know, there yet. Uh, we're going to talk about know, that. It's we're going to we're going to talk about that because it's such an important part of your story. And I think it's an important part of everybody's story, but not yet. So I want to talk about this. You went to Q92. 
See, yes. I'm dredging up the past here. You are, you uh, are. This this was full time. If you remember back, was that a scary leap for you or were you ready? I was, I don't think we're ever ready to crack that mic by yourself on the first gig for the first time. Thankfully for Q92 and all of Alliance, Ohio, it was overnight. So it was a lot, uh, it was a lot less blowing, I think, of a blow to the airwaves. Um, but it was, you know, that was a time where, especially for these newbies to the business, which I love, you know, for the passion for being in it, but they don't know what carts are all about or, yeah. you know, really, really having to be able to use the restroom in one and a half minutes because you need to be back and make sure you have this song queued up or the spots ready to go. You know, that's, right. that's why all those things are on the board because <laughs> we had to use them back in the day. Um, but I don't think if I was ready, I don't think I would have been ready either. You know, I think until you're really behind the, that board and doing that first show for your, you know, and getting at least a month under your belt, you're really not ready. And then it's a continuous growth. Shoot, it's been 20 years for me and I'm still not ready. You know, and, and, <laughs> right. And what was, and what was, what was Q92 in that first full-time gig like for you? What was it? What was the value of it for you? I think that it really put a big base on my career and it put a base of my networking. Um, you know, for instance, you know, that the morning show was Tim and, and Kathy in the morning back then. Well, Tim is now at Q102, I believe it's, or is it Star 102 in Cleveland? And he's had the morning show there. He's been the face of that station forever. And Kathy's um, doing the Akron Canton market. And, you know, DeLuca was another big name that I got to continue to network and be a part of and John Stewart. Um, so mm -hmm. I think, I think that all those people were just a great, you know, great foundation for me to learn technical side of things and to learn, you know, the rights and the wrongs, you know, from a respectable level. Um, right. But I think it just kind of laid that that beginning base of the foundation. You know, this is a profession and sometimes people forget that. And I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean programming people necessarily. I think that the, it's just easy for people to fall into thinking that's not a professional like so-and-so, so-and-so, but it is. Sure. And it takes talent and skill and good decision-making. It looks like you got some good experience with iHeart. And then I see you doing mornings. Z95.5 was mornings yeah. on your wish list. Uh, it was, it was, I come from the time of where Dave and Jimmy in the morning was on WNCI. It still is, but I mean, that's when it first really started. And, you know, Elvis Duran was really just kind of getting its kick on the air and mornings was where, what I wanted to do. And, and that station in particular, I actually helped finish launching. Um, I don't know if you know this, but it was a pretty tragic story. The program director and the person that was, um, that was, I forget his name, Dave something, but passed away in the process of a heart attack. Um, mm. So I went up with a guy named Justin Wright and finished the process of that and, and, and launched the morning show. Um, so it was tentatively on the radar. It just kind of worked itself out to do it at that station. But it was a great learning experience there for sure. I love your confidence. Every time, every <laughs> single time I've engaged you, you can feel the momentum of your confidence what causes you to be confident in yourself? Um, I think knowing knowing my value at this point, knowing my worth, knowing that I'm sitting here on your on your podcast answering these questions because there's a reason for that, right? It's mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a name I've built for myself in the business. Um, I think that just kind of comes with with time. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely gotten, believe it or not, over the past year, it's gotten a lot, a lot better. 
a lot mm. worse. I, I'm a little bit more fierce than I am positive all the time. <laughs> fierce. What a great thing to yeah. say. I'm well, okay with it. Listen, you stayed in the morning show lane when you mm -hmm. came to Savannah. Were you drawn to programming into mornings? I, I was drawn to programming to a certain level because I knew in the back of my head while building my career path that if I didn't have that, I would be a number for somewhere. And it's an unfortunate reality of how we have to feel in this business. Mm. But I felt in the back of my mind in order to stay valuable to a company, especially that was being bought out left and right at this point in time, that yeah. I needed to have every skill that I could under my belt so that when they're sitting there going, which is the most valuable person here, you know, I stand out. Um, and honestly, that's what I ended up doing. I honestly ended up voice tracking every market, um, full-time, part-time, all air shifts, programming, looking over top 40, um, and then classic hits as well. So I ended up really doing a lot with those stations. Do you love programming or mornings better? Mm, now? Mm, now? Okay. Oh, yeah. Now. If you if you would have asked me 10 years ago, the question would have been mornings hands down. Now, <clears throat> where I'm at, excuse me, where I'm at and what I have under my belt programming 100%. Really? Okay. Yep. Well, listen, I want to know how you stay so positive and what I call even. Okay. This is mm -hmm. uh, great advice for others. Radio offers a fast moving business that isn't always employee friendly, as you know. Yes, do you, I do how, know. How do you stay positive and how do you recommend others in radio deal with attitude? Sure. Uh, first of all, I will admit, and it's okay, that there were, um, you know, we've already stated that I have been let go from a position. So there yeah. were plenty of, of afternoons where I needed to just cry it out in a closet, you know? So there are times behind closed doors, I'm going to whimper a little bit. But at yeah. the end of the day, what is that going to get me? Where is that going to put me? By sitting there and being negative and nasty and upset because I was done wrong, in my opinion, um, where is that going to put me in the scale of everything? I'm still going to be unemployed and they're still going to not be. So at the end of the day, what is that going to do? I, I remain positive because that's who we are. And this business is very small. And the name that you make for yourself is something that I, you know, I've always very, very much stood by. Um, so I think positivity is just the way that you have to be because anything negative, it's just going to fail you professionally and emotionally. I just want everybody to know what that means. Uh, I talked to you right after this event happened. And, mm -hmm. you know, the whole discussion was, do we still have you on? I'm like, absolutely, we're still going to have you on. This is what radio is right here. And your attitude was so positive. You're like, let's get it on. I'm ready right. to go. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. I'm ready let's... to go, baby. I just didn't want your ratings to go down. That was my worry for you. Oh, I didn't... no. <laughs> Listen, so, so let's talk about you in the Deep South because, you know, you end up in Savannah you know, yeah. you dip down to the South for you, lots of Ohio and New York, but now you find yourself in Georgia. How did yeah. you find Savannah to be? Uh, 
I, okay. So Savannah, you know, how I even got here was, uh, oopsie. Uh, we lived, I had taken a break from radio, um, and become a paramedic and gotten into EMS and first responding because I got laid off at Z95.5 in Ithaca. And that was the point in my career where I was negative, where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I moved home with mom and dad. Cause what else are you going to do? Um, made it positive, became a medic, met my husband now my current husband when i was on vacation with my family in hilton head he was a marine in the marine corps the rest is history so we moved down here because he was here and that's when i started knocking on doors to get hired in savannah and that's how i came to be at savannah um nice. yeah and i kind of just built myself up through the ranks again through savannah so that story in itself you know from being out of the business for seven years and being able to get back in again is is a warrior story itself that's um, right So that's how I came to be in Savannah and it's hot and it's muggy and I never have good hair. So that is. (laughs) Well, and look, let's talk about Savannah radio for just a second before we move on. Because a a lot of people don't know this. There's actually a scene early on in Smokey and the Bandit where Burt Reynolds character talks negatively about Savannah radio. Now that's a long time ago, but how did you find Savannah radio? Like, what do you mean? How did I find it? Like, how did I get involved? Yeah, no, no, no. What I mean is, how did you find it to be in terms of the competitive environment? Oh, okay. Radio like in Savannah when I felt like it was in. uh, When I approached it, it was very laid back. Um, It was very. We had just been bought by somebody else, and so we had have a new GM. Things were a little bit excuse me, gung ho. And, you know, it, and then we always kept moving forward. So it was very fast paced, believe it or not, for a low country feel. Um, it was, you know, once, especially once we launched Hunt 98.3, we never stopped. We never stopped being seen. We never stopped being moved. Like we were very big city with a smaller market, you know? Right. Uh, here's a question for you. Do you have a mentor in this business or, or maybe a personal mentor? If you do, can you share just one quick story about how they've improved your life? Uh, I have two. Um, I have two in this business that have been with me since uh, I've got Munchie, as I stated prior, and I'm, I will give them all the shout outs in the world. He knows I love his face. And Jerry Mack. Um, he was my program director at Kiss in Youngstown. Um, both of them I talk to to this day. Both of them, as I'm negotiating contracts, I'll call and go, is this a good thing or not? And they, oh, you wow, know, nice. like they're, they're amazing people to me. Um, and so, you know, they're the, they're the ones that almost try to keep me positive. I think that my positivity and this momentum that you like a lot comes from them. You know, Munchie is very big at going, what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. So let's figure out how to kick butt and, and take its name next time and let's move forward. Um, you know, he really helps me push through. And I think that anybody who's successful in this business needs somebody like that. That's exactly right. And I don't know. I don't know Munchie, <laughs> but I think if your name is Munchie, you got to be positive, right? <laughs> right. He's fantastic. He's He keeps me in line. I'll tell you that much. Well, well, listen, you know, they had a big belief in you in Savannah. And you can tell <laughs> this because you, 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 you had a lot going on there in your time. You became a programmer with them. Uh, a lot of experience there, eight years, five months. What did you learn while you were in Savannah? Um, I, I have to say, I think I've learned more out of everything in my whole career in Savannah, of course. I mean, I've learned how to program different formats. I've learned, 
you know, uh, I learned in Savannah, I learned how to interact with your record reps. I learned how to, uh, you know, where we need to be, where we, I learned the whole local radio market. I mean, I have never owned a local market more than I did with hot 983. Um, you know, and I just, the, that learning how to be live and local and saying that you're live and local are two different things. That's exactly right. Living the live and local life and saying live and local in your tagline is two different things. And I think the fact that I did live it and breathe it is really put me where I'm at in my career, to be honest with you. Right. Right. You know, in the eight plus years in Savannah, how much Mm -hmm. did you see social media and especially digital change for you for that company or did it change? Oh, I think it changed completely. Digital, uh, digital sales have changed the whole process of how certain things are looked at and certain things are put on the books. I mean, as a programmer and as somebody on the back end on the business side of things, you need to see the kind of money coming in for your radio station. You need to see that with the spot, you know, the spot price is going out to make sure that your product you're putting on the air is being valued that way on a sales side. So there's certain things that you have to sit back and watch. So watching digital, digital took off over, I would say like the past two years, three, maybe it's just through the roof. Everything is digital and social media has come so far. I mean, Instagram is almost a null and void anymore. It's TikTok. It's, you know, it's all these other, I mean, Twitter is pretty null and void as well. Facebook's going to be gone if you're doing top 40, which is what I'm doing. It's TikTok and Instagram. I mean, that's all that's left, but it's huge. And if you haven't, you know, put that base down for your station, you better do it now or you're not going to. Oh, I think it's so important. And, and probably if you haven't put that base down, uh, please don't, take it from us that you need to get active, but you're actually late to way late, way late. And and believe it or not, that's so important, but that doesn't mean that you need to stay inactive. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't pull it through because I, I was late to the party. I didn't want to jump on TikTok. It wasn't relevant in my head at the time. And I should have jumped on that a year prior to what I did. But when I did, it opened up so many amazing opportunities from a creative level to do things. You know, not that, hey, I'm a DJ. What are you used to? How do you say this? But to be relevant with your listening audience on a whole different level. All right. Now, I, I want to kind of drop down and get real for a minute. We Uh-oh. are called the we are called the encouragers, but you and I know you've been through this experience and it would be wrong for us to just kind of blase over being fired in a market. Sure. And oh my God, you know, let's put rose colored glasses on. I don't want to do any of that. A lot of people might go, well, you know, you're so encouraging all the time, but you're being Pollyanna. No, I'm not. Uh, what I'm saying is the power of positivity is you get in it no matter what the experiences are because good experiences and bad experiences happen to everybody. But mm-hmm. Stacy, I want to talk to you about the value of really talented programming people, whether they're on air or programmers or or whatever. And I want to talk about the state of our industry in a weird but very practical way. So you sure. come out of the, you come out of this job in Savannah, and of course mm-hmm. you've got a choice. You can be negative, and you can do the "woe is me," and we've all done it. So mm-hmm. we're, none of us are immune. We all have it. Uh, but you saw a world where you immediately went looking for 
that gig doing what you do. You did that. I know this about you. I want yes. to know what did you see? What do you think the state is out there for employees? Forget about, you know, shareholder value and what the companies are doing. I'm talking about for an individual employee, what did you see in your job search? Sure. And I'm going to be so honest and real with you because I had, I was at an opportunity in my career, in my life where I'm thankful that I was able to do this, but I have a family. Uh, you know, this is the first time I had bought a home since being in this business and I, I right. put down some roots here. So when making this search for what I was going to do next, I knew that I couldn't find something else and be fulfilled. I'm not ready to give this, this business up and I don't know when I will be, but if that right. day ever comes, you know, it's not yet. So I started, uh, I started pounding the pavement, um, from LinkedIn to people reaching out to me. I decided to go ahead and put a post up of genuinely what happened, a very professional post up on social medias, just because I knew it would get out eventually. I might as well just let it out. It, I have nothing to be ashamed of. Um, it was right. nothing that, that I did. It was a business decision. Um, and then it was, people actually even reached out to me. Uh, I had probably just as many people reaching out to me about employment as I was reaching out to them. Um, and I was interviewing and it seems that the talent pool is not where it used to be. Uh, not that that's necessarily a flattering thing to say about me, but, but what I'm saying is, you know, the people that we used to go in and, and fight these battles and jobs for are, are not there. I mean, now is the time for everybody that's got that passion and that heart to, to set that next step for us in radio almost, you know, I know that sounds silly, but you know, I didn't take a first offer thrown my way. I set my price and guess what? I got it. It was Good given to me. I didn't settle for something. When they came at me, I said, I need this. If you can't make it happen, then we can just stop discussions now. And I got it multiple right. times. Um, so the biggest thing is that anybody in this business that's going up for a job, they need to know their worth, know that they are worth something. If they are pursuing a job with a passionate heart for this business and to stand your ground on what you feel you deserve to be paid, because that is going to set the standard for the industry moving forward. And not just the standard for the industry. You said something curious to me when we were offline earlier. Mm -hmm. You said that if you accept that first offer, mm -hmm. if you accept something that you know you're not going to be happy with and you do it right up front, what did you say that means? That means that moving forward, the minute that you accept that first offer and you turn and you walk out that door, that is the way that you are going to be treated that entire employment with that company because they now know what they can get away with with you because nobody, and I can speak for every time that I have ever employed somebody, and that has been quite a few times, nobody ever expects you to take the first offer. No one. Okay. And let's talk about this because Stacy Scott, I want to mm. call you out right now. When oh you, no, when you lost your job in Savannah, how many job offers did you have for a next <laughs> job? How many? Uh official letters or verbal? No, no, like, no, no. You did not have any job offers, right? Well, not when I know. What do you mean? When I left? When you when you left, you did not have job offers, correct? No, 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 no. So, no. so what happened is you decided 
I am going to get my value and my worth, yeah. right? And I'm going to accept offers that are in the right situations with the right companies and the right people, correct? Correct. How important is that as we roll forward and into 2023, do you think? Um, I think that that's huge. And I think that it's once that you're an employee that is finding that that special fit for you and you find that fit, it's game changing. And it's, um, you know, where I'm going, I unfortunately can't say yet. I will, I promise when I can, but I chose, <laughs> I chose where I'm going because of the people. I chose where I'm going because of the radio and the market and what I know I can do for that business and what they can do for me. And and that's, it's a partnership going into something like this. And, and that's something to kind of keep in your head, you know, you're valued, you're needed. If you don't, if you don't program that perfect radio station, then they don't have something to sell. There's a partnership. So you have to kind of keep that in the back of your head. Well, you won't find this to be surprising that somebody who is a broadcast branding consultant is mm. promoting that programming, great programming, great programmers, great programming people create value. What a surprise, mm. right? I It's not a surprise. It is 100% a fact. I agree with that. Well, let's talk about this. Do you think our business is getting crazier for employees? I'd like to know what you think about that. I think that this business is, is almost what you make of it. Um, and what I mean by that is when I was interviewing, I was choosing positions and, and looking at things based on, on what I know I wanted and knowing that I was able to do that. Um, and it wasn't a big, it wasn't stressful for me to choose, make a decision. You know, it wasn't right. stressful or hard to find, find a job. Um, it was a lot easier than I anticipated. So I think that it's what you make of it. If you're networking yourself properly and I don't care what anybody says, that's huge. There yes. are people that, that see me from afar that I didn't even know. And I hate to say it like this even existed until I know they exist. And the facts and the things that they know are amazing. They yes. fault people follow you. Networking is key. You know, you, you have to realize that you cannot, you know, have a crappy attitude in this business and expect for that networking chain to be worth anything. Oh, um, wait, no, because your networking chain will know what they'll know you have a crappy attitude. And they don't want that because right. there's so many amazing people in this industry that are not that way. Right. That's ex exactly right. <laughs> so listen, so we find ourselves in the radio business Let's go to the Stacy Scott School of Attitude. How do you <laughs> recommend we stay balanced or how do you stay balanced? Uh, I get fired once every eight, eight to 10 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but for real. Oh though, my God, really, the secret it's is really out, been helpful. <laughs> it's really been helpful. No, uh, honestly, it's your attitude. You know, you are what you make this. Um, I've had the best career so far and it's had ups and downs and you know even this last savannah job after launching a successful amazing radio station and i will always have hot up there on the pedestal with those gabbies that that station was a fantastic station but i mean i whew, it's you sorry it's getting me a little bit kind of emotional about the whole situation but uh so right this is a you powerful know, business at its it, heart 
you know, like I have so much passion for this business and it's silly. Um, but it's, I don't think anything is ever going to take that away. I don't think I can ever lose that. And I think that that radiates from, you know, who I have in my networking files and who I speak to on a daily and who I mentor and get mentored by. So mm. who are you mentoring? Hmm. I, I don't want to drop names, but there are plenty of people I speak to on a daily that love to send me. I, I'm a firm believer of air checks. So anybody who just gets behind a microphone and records 12 shows and then has never, never grows with that is silly to me. Uh, so I, I air check, I get air checked. I give air checks to people pretty much all over the United States. Stop. I should start char I should start charging actually. <laughs> Stop the presses. Did you just tell me that in the overworked world of radio and you know that's true where it, it is. I, I'm sorry, I think that I, I run across it in my practice all the time. It's very difficult for people to make what you just talked about a priority and here you are doing it in a bunch of different places. But is it right? isn't, but it isn't difficult because I know that. And I know when I'm going into a position or I know is when I'm looking at positions that are out there for employment of what I want. Right. Like, right. I know that this is the amount of money I want. This is what I need to have happen. This is what I want, you know, just see, I know what I want. So I'm, I'm guessing that I feel that I'm being, you know, valued appropriately, if that makes sense. Oh, I feel like I've lured you to the perfect moment here. Oh, no. So, what? Oh, so no. listen, you've had this bump in the road. Yeah. Your attitude travels with you seemingly unaffected. I know that you said you had your closet moment where you just go and cry, I did. you know, but, I did. but every time I talk to you, so positive, you have a new gig. You cannot tell yes. us about yet. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I'm very excited. So what is it that you want in this stage in your radio career? What do you think, okay, this is what I want to do next? Um, and obviously I'm not saying. Uh, yeah, what you're, I saying, see what you're doing here. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 <laughs> uh, no, I, let me be really transparent. I'm not trying to figure out where you're going. Sure. I'm asking you about the the emotion and the value that you put into your work and sure. and where you want to take that next in terms of what you want to accomplish not where it's going to be okay okay, okay. Yeah. and i think i think the best way to describe that is the way i'm now wired and with the uh base of my career i've kind of started is i like fixing broken things i like fixing things that have a, maybe some really great bones to them, but just need yes. a facelift. Um, and so I think that my next step in my career is going to be continuing that path with a really amazing group of people. Mm. How'd I do? Tell me, tell me about coaching <laughs> for a minute because, because you really lit me up when you said that you're doing you know, I mean, I, I don't mind at all you saying, hey, I'm not going to tell names. I, that's, sure. that's not the important part of this. The important part is that we uncovered that Stacy is mm -hmm. helping people by uh, air checking them when you know in many people's home market, they're not getting that kind of attention from their programmer, unfortunately. I'm, uh, I mean, it wasn't even happening in small markets. It was something that was right. completely overlooked. I mean, this was something that 
this is the basis of our career. How are we going to be good and, and, and tone, you know, we're completely growing with this business at all times. And that includes your coaching with your voice, things that were, that were important and things that you could do two years ago on the air are not acceptable anymore. It's a lot like, I, I like to, uh, Think of it as like the ABCs to uh, learning your CPR, right? CPR yeah. and, the, and the requirements for CPR change so much. That is also the way radio is working as well. It is changing constantly. And the patterns that we're watching and programming for TSL and to get your cum up, you know, all of that has a scientific method. And, you know, it's just changing. And we have to be constantly moving with it. Well, and yet you're doing it with humans. So what's mm -hmm. the key to doing really good coaching with humans I, in our business? I think to have them see that the things that you're coaching or asking them or even really just kind of showing them are things that you do yourself, um, mm. you know. I think that them seeing or, and, and maybe even air checking me. I mean, there's been times I've had my staff air check me. Here's three breaks I pulled from the skimmer. What do you guys think? What would you do? What would make it better? So that they understand that I'm on the same level. Like right. then that only, not only is, you know, picking up on something that I may have missed, you know, do as I say, not as I do, but it's also showing that the things I'm teaching them, they're carrying through to me. So it's kind of like a dual standard. It's interesting when you get involved with somebody who is into servant leadership, which I don't know if you're familiar with that term, um, mm -hmm. but you certainly live it. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you meet someone who's a servant leader, they understand that they can learn as much from you as you can learn from them. And it's a partnership. It's like you talked about this new company that that you're not telling us about yet. Okay. Not yet. But, but that company in you the people involved is like a partnership and that's what makes great radio i think 100 percent. there's you think correctly i mean i couldn't um i couldn't agree more everything well, that you said is nail on the head well listen so while nobody can predict the future we certainly put our guest on the spot on the encouragers mm. the radio rally podcast yes. uh we we want to know what you know, we we all like to think about radio's future. We all like to talk about it. What do you think this sure. is going to mean? What do you think that's going to mean? How's AI going to affect us? You know, what's going to kill radio? Oh, my God. What is it now? What is your vision for the future of local radio, Stacy? Here's the thing. New York, L.A., Miami, they're going to have AI way before Kansas City is going to have AI. Okay. Let's see. Uh, New York City gets a release of a music way before Cleveland does, right? Because it's different. The, the world is different. It moves at a different pace. With that being said, while things are changing in New York City and LA, does that mean it's going to change eventually? It may adapt to a certain way, but it's not going to be the same as on Kansas City or in Utah or Colorado. Those are still going to be radio stations that are blasting the radio station loud. You have got to move with the business and that's going to be and, and stay positive while doing it. And believe it or not, it can be done. That's all right. Do you embrace podcasting and that kind of thing? I, you know, I do. I never had the time. And I know that that sounds really bad to really get into podcasting. But when I had employees that wanted to do those things, I, I implored it. I, why not? I think that whatever whatever you can do i think podcasting is a whole different world than radio so i it is definitely i definitely it, support it 
I would like to introduce the idea that streaming is a whole different world than radio. I don't disagree with that either. <laughs> and that so, you know, for people who are trying to figure out how to make radio like streaming, I think you're in trouble trying to do that because that is never, that's like saying, man, you know what? I am a, um, a rhino, but I really, really want to be a giraffe. Well, guess what? You're never going to be a giraffe. <laughs> right it's like putting lipstick on a pig it's still a pig and i mean that with all due respect but it's it's the case you know it is what it is i assume you meant the best for the pig in that situation yes yes you knew what i meant <laughs> stacy i want to thank you for joining us on the encouragers the radio rally podcast oh of course it was a blast i gotta tell you uh you know i would endorse you in almost <laughs> any environment I can think about just because of your positive attitude. And I really appreciate that. Listen, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the radio rally, you can email me. It's so simple. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. And like we like to say at Rainmaker Pathway and on the radio rally itself, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you have any question about that, please don't stress yourself out. Call me. I'll be glad to share you exactly what that means, what I, how I see it. Our special thanks to Stacy Scott, who brings that fabulous attitude with her wherever she goes next. And you are going to have to stay tuned to figure out where that is because that announcement is coming up. And of course, we want to thank her for being our patient and uh, very giving guest. Our special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. And a thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do this for us. It is our only ask that we give you on the podcast itself. Please do share our podcast for the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in radio and audio. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything else that you heard during this event, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers and good night.